0: <sighs> oh, Sorry, I, I didn't mean to hit you with my car. I promise I'm not doing it on purpose. Oh, lady, it's okay. Oh, my I, hip. Sorry, I can't oh. work with this. Can we, uh. My. Wait, 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 wait. Sorry, guys, Let's just cut for a minute. Cut for a minute. Sorry, is everything alright? Yeah, now? I, yes. I thought you were going to get someone a bit younger, a bit fitter, you know, to play the.
1: Well, I mean, he's in very good shape for a man of his age.
0: I play James yeah, Bond. Yeah, Sean,
1: Sean, sorry, just give us a minute. It's, Natalie's just, she's having a couple of issues. Okay, no, look, not a problem right, at okay. all. We love what you're doing. We think it's great. Natalie, every, um, thank you. I mean, he's a big name. He's he's, he's coming out of retirement to do this film. He, I know, like, I can tell.
0: He's that. Uh, look, I want someone to, well, to kiss whoa. and to hold me. And, and who's there? What's this guy?
2: Hey, okay, okay, okay. Hey, wait, l- Natalie, you can oh, kiss me. Okay. You can kiss me anytime no, 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 you want. Look, what
1: want, I'd really like lady. to do is I want to try one more scene just to try and convince you, Natalie, and we're going to address one of those issues, okay? We're going to try the first kiss, fine. okay? Fine. So, all I want to do, got, you poem, Sean, right? look, you're yeah, going to be fine, all right? I taste fine. Sean, I'd just like you to uh, be natural, be warm, be oh. charming. Be everything we know you can be, Natalie.
0: Just just be open to it. Okay? I'm open. I'm open. Let's go. Okay.
1: Are you ready? Here okay. we go.
0: Hold me, Connery.
1: And go. Okay.
0: Come here, woman, and kiss me. I can't kiss do it. Me, I can't you. kiss him. He smells.
1: Wait. I mean, listen. That was... Like, for an old man, doesn't really He has really that kind smell. of
0: stench about it. Yeah, I can't I'm, do it. Okay. Let oh. me oh. see someone else. Sorry. Yeah, yeah.
1: Look, Sean, I'm really sorry. It's not going to work out this time, but we'll consider you for something else. Maybe Ant Man.
0: Sorry, no hard feelings. Okay. Right, okay, Sean, but thanks
1: so much for coming in. Lovely to see you. Uh, I'll tell you what, have we got Paul McCartney out there? Natalie, you're going to love this guy. Paul.
0: Okay, guys. How's it going? All right. That's what I'm
2: okay. talking about. No,
1: no, no.
0: Hello and welcome back to Eight Days a Geek. Oh, crikey! With me here today, it's Ben Pryor, joined with
2: AJ Jenks
0: and Chris Weeks. What is the matter with you? This is gonna be a blooming good one. So today, boys, we are talking about the Almighty, the All-Powerful hunk of an Asgardian himself. Thor, the first film. I mean, are we excited? Yeah. Okay, I need a bit more than that, boys. This is your thing. Um, come, yeah. On. Yeah, come on. You've you got to carry this. You're,
2: you're carrying this one, mate. You you really got to engage us right now. I want. Yeah,
0: yeah. I know. I just need something. I need some one. energy. I want f- We're meant to be like handymen of the Marvel think, universe. Come on, think, give me think something. Think
2: about when we did Game of Thrones. You did nothing.
0: I did loads. I don't know. People would disagree with you. Okay. Look, when I was trying you.
1: to sync up the uh, the mix of the whole thing, there were just was about half an hour where you said nothing. <laughs> <laughs> and so I had to go right to the end to make it all work. <laughs> I
0: difficult, told you brother. that. It's good <laughs> material right there. Okay, boys. This is a, a big, monumentous day, of course, and uh, a monumentous week. Uh, for Marvel, using my word, Indeed. are you? He's, that's a big yeah, yeah, I am big jinx word. It's, it's part of it now. Jinx, why is this a really monumental week for Marvel?
2: Um, well, we got a few things coming out. Marvel. This is obviously our third Marvel podcast. We've done uh, Captain America, Thor, and now, no, we've done Captain America, Iron Man, <laughs> and, and and now Thor. Um, but obviously, Ben, you're releasing your your new YouTube channel, which is Marvel based. Of course, you you you. Bro, tell yeah. us a little bit about that. Yeah. Yeah, but
0: come on. Those of
1: us not in the know, come on. I've not, I've yeah, not seen it. so anything. flog it. It's,
0: well, well, that's a lie. It's called the Hero Theorem, and it is based on all things superheroes. So not just Marvel, but also looking at DC and looking at lots of uh, different independent things as well that I enjoy watching. Lovely. Um, and yeah, it's good fun. I've got my first video out now, which is the top 10 most powerful characters in the MCU, which I think should appeal to most people. So go and check it out. Um, but this is also a massive week in the world of Marvel because it's a year since Endgame, boys. It is exactly. Wow. And
2: that, I, I think that's, that, why, I mean, that's why we're doing our big Marvel week, really, because I, I mean, I've got Infinity War as well. My YouTube video coming out uh, this Friday. Yeah. But when this is released,
1: it should have already been out. So, uh,
0: yeah, I mean, yeah, does cool. it feel like a year to you boys? Like a year?
1: I mean, it was such a good film. I don't know. It, it, it felt like it felt like a moment uh, in it's like whenever you come to the end of one of these big series, and these big phases of things, it's it's like a big moment. It's like Return of the King, you know? So it feels like it was years ago and it feels like it was yesterday. You know what I mean?
0: Yeah, totally. But um yeah, so massive week, massive week. Uh, Jinx is kind of away in the clouds shall we <laughs> yeah, say disaster um,
2: so the, the video we use and whenever I vape I disappear <laughs>
0: <laughs> stupid stupid no one's going to know that no. so um, the the film we're talking about today is the Thor the first Thor film hmm. which uh, when did it come out boys do we know
1: 2011 wasn't it yeah
0: 2011 crikey yeah, well amazing. I remember when this came out and I remember well, watching just it when it, when it out. came
1: out so <laughs> do you <laughs> A bit late I meant, to tell us that now.
0: I meant I remember. I don't remember the date. I remember being. Um, being what? Conscious. Oh good. You were conscious <laughs> when, then, it, were you? when it came out. <laughs> Do
2: you know what? So was I in 2011,
1: mate. Yeah, Prior had come out of his coma by this point.
2: <laughs> he was conscious. His proper life on Mars. He was stuck in the seventies for a while, but he came out in 2011. <laughs> Oh, just in time for Thor yeah he left Gene Hunt he left all of them <laughs> came back and bam as soon as he woke up there was Thor on a screen in front of him isn't
1: that amazing eh? incredible I mean in fairness he'd be blown away no wonder he loves the
0: MCU
2: oh god What I mean what a thing to watch straight away as you open your eyes there's Thor
0: I knew today would be difficult <laughs> but I didn't think it would be this difficult <laughs> right no, you had it come coming. on boys oh, no I didn't not at all tell right. us your story Thor.
2: Pry. About
0: Thor. Shut up. I'm talking about Thor, okay? <laughs> I
1: was trying to contribute to the bloody podcast. Yeah, he game? hates it when people do that. He hates it when people do that. He likes silence. <laughs> right, right, Look, come on. It was inevitable. I'm sorry, Pryor. Thor, the third Avenger. Right. You're wonderful, Karen. No, on.
2: it's not called that. Right? It's not called that. <laughs> no, I didn't say it it's was, not he's Thor. the third avenger isn't it this is the third the third
0: film you went, of an avenger right, Thor. yeah I went Thor right, the third right, avenger Thor
2: the third avenger expecting you to pick that up pick that up you're doing a YouTube channel on this stuff pick it
1: up I can't pick what's that doing up it on this that oh, my God
0: right boys Thor oh, wait, what's up? yeah go on this is okay <laughs> right come on <laughs> be with me in this moment be with me. I can't do this alone be with right. me Okay. Be
2: with me. That's, that's so, a little ray you're
1: getting a little philosophical Ray <laughs> listen, Skywalker listen, moment there. Listen, listen, let's listen, listen. not.
2: Be with me. We start off. What a terrible film <laughs> <laughs> We Prairie,
1: start you, off. You gotta get control of this, mate. This is going We start off. We start, <laughs> off. <laughs> we
0: start off we start off we start off, we see three scientists, one of them's pretty hot and we go, Ah, okay, Whoa. Nice. Well, What's the looks to uh, do with it? Let's speak about the hey, fantastic
2: actress about... Natalie Portman.
0: I wasn't talking about her, so now you've just said... Was oh, it Stellan Skarsgård? Because he is a looker. Yeah, it is him I was thinking about. <laughs> so now you've made it look sexist, so thanks for that, mate.
2: Oh, Classic Jenks. You know what? You're right, pro, I have. I <laughs> am right, is, I am right. Bear skin. I've done that anyway. in my natural 1950s ways. I have yeah. brought this down to my level.
0: Anyway, so... Go on. Back back to the important stuff that I was talking about before I was rudely interrupted. That's uh, all... <laughs> It's like being heckled. This is really (laughs) difficult. Okay, but three scientists—they're doing their science stuff, you know, all about that science life. They have found uh, an anomaly because they—they—that's what they're looking for. They're looking for mystical anomalies, and uh, they've been following their anomaly. Is this relevant to the story, or Uh, the guy's name is
1: Anomaly. He's a musician. Listeners, if you haven't listened to him, listen to him. He's awesome. Carry on, Pryor.
0: I don't believe this. You're plugging a musician halfway through this. What's
1: going on? In fairness, on? if you haven't listened to him, you—he's re- he's out of this world. Stop.
2: Um, prior, I, I've actually—this is actually me talking about the film. So, are they looking for this anomaly that they know? That, so, has Thor's anomaly happened before, and that's the one they're tracking? Um, or are they just looking yes, for random anomalies?
0: It's they are looking for random anomalies, but they have seen and they that uh, there's a whole history Do, behind. Does the
2: bifrost always come in this same place?
0: No. Okay. No, not at all. Um, but there's uh, it, it, It's come down in different places before, and they don't know what it is, and they they see them as like crop circles and different things like that, and that's what people have related them to, right. and they never knew what it was, but they always had a different theory that it was perhaps a wormhole. And that's kind of how they described it when they first saw the Bifrost come down, which is a wormhole in sort of sorts. But uh, anyway, they go to this uh, reading that they found and they think, here we go, we've got a winner. <laughs> Bifrost comes down and it looks like a tornado. It looks like a tornado to us. And so they, uh, they're going, well, we can't go into this. Natalie Portman's like, ah. <sighs> nah, I want more of that, let's go straight in the tornado, and I go, what, what are you doing that for, That's silly it's so silly, but anyway, she's going straight for it silly girl, and um they end up hitting a man with their car bizarre, isn't it, Hey boys Mama, give me a bizarre, the car,
2: that's bizarre.
0: oh, I like that thanks, and uh, we then later find out that um, it is Thor that she's here and uh, that's a recurring thing by the way but uh we get taken to Asgard now, and this is before these events have happened. Sure. And we see Thor's coronation, which is a big thing. You see Thor come out and he's like got his hammer there, and he's like, hey, look at me, I'm a big tough guy. Nothing affects me. You know, I'm full of bravado. And um, I don't know what Jenks is doing. It's really it's got put a sort of me off. Of Ziggy
1: Stardust thing going yeah, on like that. Trying to bury it yeah. It's pretty cool, you know. I wish that this wasn't an audio service yeah Um, i know that's all i'm thinking (laughs) people would love that
0: right anyway so just before thor is about to get crowned of course king of asgard he says frost giants this is odin that says that by the way so let
1: me stop you there just quickly because this is a question i've got um yeah so just take me through the the hierarchy here between odin and thor and the whole kingship
0: Mm. yeah okay so um Asgard only has one king and a queen. Yeah. Um at the moment it's Odin and Thor's mother. And uh Odin knows that it's his time has passed of being king and so he now needs to pass on his reign to his son right. who is heir to the throne. He's um, Odin immortal. Be... Odin is Asgardian. So he is they live for thousands of years but they right. can
2: die, yeah. Okay, right. So how how um, old is Odin at this point then?
0: Oh, I don't know off the top of my head, but uh, I guess... Where's the research? He's unbelievably well, old, say, right? They say thousands of years old, Odin is, because right. uh, we learn later on that he actually is the one that banished Surtur to yeah. his where he is, and, of course, banished uh, Hela to hell and all this yeah, kind of, of stuff. So this is over the course of many thousands of years. Um, but, yeah, so he's about to hand his reign over to Thor and he says, Frustrants! And he, he realises that they are trying to take what they know as the what's it called again it's the thing that gives Jotunheim its power um something like uh
2: well, we, we know a, it as the uh the tesseract
0: yeah but they call it something else it's like a cradle or something like that they call it I can't remember but anyway mm, yeah sure. it is the tesseract but um that's what they know that the frost giants are going for and um so luckily the watcher comes down and completely obliterates them. It's amazing. Um, and then Thor's coronation has been interrupted, of course. And um, Thor's annoyed at the frost giants, of course. He's saying, look, they can come into Asgard uh, anytime they want and we're not going to do anything about it. And Odin says, no, we've got a treaty. You can't just you know, ruin these things. He says, hey, screw that. Me and my pals, my boys, we're going to go to Jotunheim. And we're going to confront the frost giants and we're going to take them out. We're going to oh. take them out.
1: Uh, you know, but I've got that name force. for you if you want it. Please. It's the Casket of Ancient Winters.
0: Casket? I, I say cradle. That is a cradle. great, I mean,
1: great name. It's a lovely name. Yeah, amazing. That's proper amazing. old school fantasy name.
0: Oh yeah, it's a, it's amazing because that's the name that I that w- was so fitting at this point as well. Because these people, these this ancient race of Asgardians, they have these awesome names for their relics, and mm. we actually see that in their relic room that Odin has, and he has lots of different relics as you go. Oh, through. Oh, that's right, yeah, it's yeah. Awesome. Some infamous yeah, Loki ones. Loki, walks through it a couple of times yeah. as well, and in Ragnarok as well, you see uh, see a few things. Yeah, of course, um, Surtur's helmet is there as well, which is isn't um, the Infinity
1: they... Gauntlet there, but it's supposed to be a fake or something.
0: Yeah, it's a, like a copy. It's because yeah. um, the Infinity Gauntlet was made later on by Tyrion Lannister, obviously. But Tyrion Lannister, yeah, it yeah, was yeah. Busy boy. But anyway, so Thor and his lads they go to Jotunheim and they are angry because um, Odin has said that they can't go to Jotunheim. So they're actually uh, being uh, committing treason at this point, mm. which is of course uh, absolutely dreadful, and it means they know that they'll get banished or. Worse, expelled. But uh, anyway, <laughs> so they go to Jotunheim. <laughs> they go to Jotunheim, and uh, Thor just wreaks havoc. Absolutely destroys them with some really cool lines. And he, we can see that he's cocky, full of bravado, and he wants a fight. He wants. He's like a Gallagher, basically. Picture him like a Gallagher. Well, at this I, point. I, I suppose I what's kind
2: that. of interesting as well is that, uh, the, the, the 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 running theme through all of these. Uh, the three films that we've done, Captain America, Iron Man, and this film, is that it is, you you meet all three of these characters before they've really adjusted to their power and responsibilities.
0: Mm, definitely, exactly. And and that's this whole what this whole film is about. It's about him uh, going from a boy to a man. Yeah. And that's an awesome starting and film. I think
2: all, all all of these films. In fact, every character's first film pretty much does that even like the first guardians film like yeah totally like they all do that that's what's kind of interesting to to look back over
0: yeah i think us as a viewer we really like this uh it, it's like a, a fantasy coming of age every kind of first mm. film that each superhero has and we like that because we can relate to it's it so easily Yeah, that's it. We can relate to that so easily because it's just like an enhanced version of what a lot of us go through. And of course, with Asgard, it is a very enhanced version. But yes, they go to Jotunheim, wreak havoc, of course. And um, basically they get cornered and they are left there for dead until the Bifrost comes down and Odin's there. Thor goes, father, we'll fight them together. And he's like, silence. Silence which is just one of my favourite lines of the films because mm-hmm. it's this pure, like, shut up, you little boy. Mm-hmm. You don't know what you've done. And um, Odin has to say, he has to bargain almost. He has to say, look, this are, these are the actions of a boy, not, not a man. Um, so you have to excuse them. And the, um, uh, what's the Frost Giant's, the, the, the king's name again? But he's, uh, we find out that he's Loki's father and uh, yeah. that, right. that name is relevant.
2: I can't remember now. And I've watched this film twice yeah. in two days. That's not good. I
0: can't <laughs> uh, we'll, we'll leave Chris to do some research, but yeah, um, that on. name is very uh, relevant for the for the later part of this film. Um, and basically, Odin has to use his staff, save them, and brings them back up to Asgard. And they just about got away with it after an epic battle. Can, they can really Odin
2: were. summon the Bifrost himself?
0: Uh apparently he can in some versions in some versions of the comics he can with his staff um and because I have I I have read
2: like Stormbreaker can summon the Bifrost Stormbreaker can but I have I I have read uh, in a couple of the comics where Odin can just do it himself
0: yeah it's certain weapons and of course people as well. If you've mm. seen Heimdall, he is an incredibly gifted human who can summon the Bifrost, mm. and um, he's just absolutely one of my favourite characters in the MCU. He's brilliant. He's just brilliant. But uh, anyway, so they get brought back up to Asgard, and Odin is furious, and he strips Thor of all of his power, all of his um, like his cape that he's got, and his, his armour that is gifted to you once you were a, a valiant uh, knight of Asgard. And so... He basically says i'm gonna banish you to teach you a lesson and then he whispers into Mjolnir. he says he whoever he whoever um who whoever summons whoever this
2: hammer is... shall have the power of thor
0: yeah who is worthy shall, yeah, shall the hold the power key, of thor it? yeah. yeah it's it, and um so he gets banished out and that's where we go to the beginning of the film again where she hit mm. him with the car they then take these three scientists that we meet they um which is Jane Foster.
1: Um, first guard
0: name, it's brilliant. And the the first the, the, other guy. the other lady just has a first Thor. name at this point. No, okay. Well, we'll forget about that. We'll, we'll look at that later. Anyway, just about it, it, boys, very... There's
1: another similarity between the three films we talked about. They all start at one point, then go back, and then come back to that point in terms of time. Yeah, yeah they do. That yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Is that funny? Now, do what we think that's a way?
0: Do we think that's like a way of keeping people interested by giving them this mystery to start with, and then that unfolding? Shortly? I think it definitely—it's like
1: a prologue, isn't it? Yeah,
0: Possibly. yeah. Possibly.
1: Definitely. <laughs> Fair, yeah, definitely. Yeah, throwing um, out
2: my uh, Obi Wan and Clone Wars there. It's very good, very distinctive. Possibly. <laughs> and you're irrelevant. And Jenks. yours are.
1: Possibly. Where's Anakin <laughs> from in that? And know. yours are, I don't know about that. <laughs> he's, so. oh, he's
2: from Dublin. He's a good Dublin lad. That's what he is. <laughs> uh,
1: shut up, Obi-Wan. What's the matter?
0: I
2: can you? sense everything in that room. Oh, going northern now. Huh? I can sense everything <laughs> in that room.
0: See, he's doing it again. We talked about this, didn't we? What? what? He doesn't. I'm not going to say it, but you uh, know what on, I mean. Go
2: on. Wait, no. Go on.
0: Anyway, so. Oh, don't our leave band it, of of... that,
2: boy. <laughs> what's, what's kicking off here? What are you talking about me, boy?
0: Right. Right, our band of scientists they Irish? take Thor. Yeah. Because they are guilty. Um no. they put him in the back of their like truck that they've got. It's like a, a van. Um Is it like a storm chaser truck? Yeah. It's it's weird. It, it's, it's it's like, like the a one in a, Twister. Oh, it's a great exactly, thing. exactly yeah, and so they take him back to um, they take him to a hospital actually where he is restrained and this is when he first realizes that he doesn't have his Asgardian strength anymore. I love this scene so mm. much
2: when he when he yeah. fights them all off and he's screaming who yeah.
0: he is. <laughs> yeah, it's so funny. he's like, how dare you touch the king of Asgard? <laughs> yeah. it. I love it. And they're just like, I just a, imagine the just policeman just thinking.
2: What the hell is up with
0: this Yeah, Who is this? He's like, we're just going to take a small blood sample. Like, How dare you touch me? <laughs> yeah, and then, um, of course, he says um, yeah, stuff like, you are no match for the mighty, and then gets injected in the arse and then just pff, falls like that. Yeah. That's great. Um, and so, yeah, this he then wakes up after all this shenanigans tied down and he has to find another way out this is actually really interesting to me this bit because he chooses this is the first time we see him not just going straight for brute strength and he has to use his mind to get out of his cuffs that he's in and so at first you see him kind of struggle and then he thinks right i haven't got the strength anymore so i'm gonna need to get out of this by thinking a bit differently slithers out of them and um, that's when the scientists come to, uh, because they realize that there's a connection between Thor and the what they think is a, an anomaly, mystical anomaly that they found, because they see his infrared body within the tornado that they saw. And they go, right, he was in that. He was just in that. So they want to go and speak to him, mm-hmm. go back to Thassa until he's gone and hit him again with the van shortly and after just J- when they Jane get pulls
2: out that great line i'm sorry i'm not doing it on purpose <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah it's just awesome really good it's kind of like quick wit that isn't i like it when they put those little lines in and they're not overused mm. or overdone or anything it's yeah. just it was perfect lovely bit of comedy and um this is kind of when thor first talks to them and has an actual conversation with them and uh of course, when he says he's saw uh, of Asgard, they think he is joking or don't know what he's on about because only some people, of course, know the mythology here, which is of uh, of Norse, is it? Norse, well, yeah, it's old Viking Norse mythology. mythology, isn't it? Yeah, and uh, that's actually a really interesting thing because the way they've um, incorporated that into the MCU is they've said that um, Odin did come down to Earth and Thor mm. ha- has come down to Earth before mm. and because they saw them with their powers back when there were Vikings and all these different ages, they worshipped them as gods. And, of course, Odin was worshipped as, uh, as a god himself, and so was Thor. So that is a really cool way of integrating that in there. Um, but, of course, they're talking, having a little meal, and um, we see these, these traits that Thor still has of being back in, I'm, back in Asgard. I'm ravenous. <laughs> for, Yeah. And he says, hmm, I like this. I'll have another. <laughs> <laughs> and smashes that car on the ground. It's like brilliant. That is, it shows that he's That is still... one of my
2: favourite scenes in the entire MCU.
0: Yeah, it's great. It shows that he's so barbaric yeah. and just isn't accustomed to this earth way at all. And um, they have to kind of tell him and teach him. And that's also what this is about him becoming more in touch with his human side so he can feel more empathy um, towards humans, but also everyone in general and not be just on his high horse if you will and um, he overhears someone in the bar saying hey guys you should send this meteor that landed it was uh over the way and i tell you no one can lift it and all this kind of stuff and he's like excuse me sir which way was this meteor that you talk of he's like oh two miles west of here and he's like "Hmm, okay and then they know that he's going that way and I don't, I don't
2: remember the and, mm, okay part. But, but. Mm.
0: No, that was ad That was ad right, uh, I like the style. That's, that's and, a talent. Uh, Yeah, you know, that's me. And so he's going to it. And she's like, why are you going after this meteor, whatever it is? It's this satellite, they say. This satellite that's come down. And he says, that's no satellite. This is my, you know, my hammer and all this kind of stuff. And they're like, this guy, this guy. Anyway. They plan a mission, well Thor plans his mission, to just go straight in there when it's surrounded by shield agents and this whole base that they've surrounded uh, Mjolnir with. And he says that he's just going to go straight in there, guns are blazing, fists are pumping, and he's just going to go in there and (laughs) take everyone out. (laughs) Sorry. I wanted to say it and I knew it was sounded awful, but I wanted to say it. Wow,
1: fair enough. You stuck to your guns, though. I, also, I stuck to my guns.
2: Also, I mean, the, These the, whole, guns. the way he got there, though, is that he made a deal with Jane Foster and said, if you take me there, I'll tell you everything that you need to know.
0: Thank you. Yeah, that's actually really important, yeah. because um, that's the only reason she does, because yeah. she wants more information about what on earth she saw when she saw the tornado, Mm. who he is claiming to be, whether it's true, whether it's not, and how come he's so weird and all this kind of stuff. And he's like, yeah, I'll do that. Um, So this is a deal, but she doesn't want to go in there because it's surrounded by shield agents. He goes, I do. You know, I'm Thor, the mighty Thor. You can't take me on. You cannot, i tell you that. He goes in there, fights his way through all of the shield agents, mm. which is so impressive. I mean, that's just due to his knowledge in hand-to-hand combat, and not his strength at all. It shows that he is extremely gifted well, he's, in the, the, combat. But this
2: is just a normal mortal body. Now he just has a normal man's yeah. body. His his mm. powers. Have so been he still taken has away. massive
1: strength, right? But yeah. just not superhuman strength. No.
0: Yeah, that's right. You know, but he's used to being able to kick someone and oh, they'll yeah. disappear. And so like when that he can't massive do that guy anymore. that he
1: fights, and he says he's fought bigger, but yeah, fought all, all bigger. of a sudden, yeah.
0: You can hardly take play. him. That's actually a, another lovely scene where they're scrabbling in the mud, yeah, and it's oh. This, oh, it, uh, this realization. It's, it's quite
2: sexy as well. Yeah? Yeah, I thought so.
0: You watched yeah, it a couple this, of times, did um, you? Yeah, Good. you said a couple of times no, in uh, quick succession. Yeah, there's yeah. just some
2: moments That's of weird. this film that I really like.
0: Good. Yeah. Good. Like that yeah um go on the mud fight yeah it's uh yeah mud right. yeah there's lots of mud, and um mm. two men, wait, sorry, mm hm, mm. what do you say mm. then
2: I' uh, oh, not talking about the uh the fight, Thor's going for the hammer,
0: yeah
1: that's right, He's, yeah. yeah, there's shield agents there so yeah, shield <laughs> agents and
0: they're covered in mud head to toe and they can't get a good grip on each other because they're just slippery, and they're just slipping out of each other's hands. It's it's It's, crazy. They keep trying, but... They keep trying, and you know what Thor is a slippery sucker because he just can't grab onto him, and he's he's trying trying to. He's a sucker, yeah. So anyway, he's going for the hammer, and he's like, finally, I've made it to this hammer. And he's like, yes, here we go. This is my time. I'm going to show these people who I am. It's going to be epic. Uh, Oh, Hold on a minute! He can't pick it up. He's got a stage fright. <laughs> 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 That's a joke. Can't, can't uh, he can't. He can't pick it up. He's not worthy. Of course, he's not worthy. He's a buffoon at this yeah. point, and he's I've, being I awful been to everyone. I've worthy a few
2: times. <sighs> Just can't pick it up.
0: Cr- yeah, Chris. Yeah. Can you? Uh, uh, you know. Try I've got and a kid, re- mate. I'm this. You've, also, yeah, sure. you've also
2: missed out uh, we, we, meet a, uh, we meet a very cool character.
0: No, we don't, mate. Thanos? <laughs> yeah, Thanos. That's it. <laughs> he, he's, that. <laughs> he's
2: one of the S.H.I.E.L.D. agents.
0: <laughs> so, d- did I miss uh, <laughs> Agent Coulson? No, uh,
2: Hawkeye's watching, isn't he? Yeah. Oh, of course, yeah. I oh, think also I like miss
0: Agent Coulson actually takes away all of their stuff. Yeah, um, yeah. I think this was before because this is the point that he's going to go. Well, in that, that's there. why James is right. watching,
1: isn't he? Yeah, he, he's sorry.
2: He's watching and he's uh, yeah. about to tell um, Hawkeye whether to go Hawkeye. for him yeah. or not.
0: Yeah, that's right. He says but he, uh, wants to, he wants to see why. I want to see how this plays out. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And so he waits to see whether he can lift the, the hammer and whether the he's not fight just as well right okay we're past that mate to see whether he's telling porkies or not and he just realises that he can't lift it and so he says right ground team in you go take him out and he just he just gives himself up he's like so uh, he has no energy he is so upset he's like well, it, it, he's real
2: it, he's realised that everything that his father has done is completely true that he isn't worthy anymore that he's just lost it all
0: yeah and for you know an Asgardian soon to be king not being worthy is like it's devastating. You, you yeah mm. you, you're done for and um so he's really kind of at his lowest point yeah I'd say and it's it's so, it's really sad to see but um yeah so uh I can't remember where we are do we know where we are
2: uh we're at the mud no, they're just mud taking
1: fight soon
0: <laughs> all right okay They've, they've, okay, te- they've, so they've taken they've Thor got, in and they're yeah, questioning Yeah, they've got captured
1: by S.H.I.E.L.D. Yeah.
0: Yeah, they're, they're questioning Thor. And this is great because uh, we see Agent Colson as well, who is a staple character yes, up until. We like Agent uh, Colson. We do like Agent Colson. And he's in Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., of course, and he's brilliant in that too. Um, and he's questioning Thor. And uh, Thor's not giving him anything. He is not giving him a peep. I tell you, not a peep. And that's when we see Chris, what's his name again? Uh
1: wait, who are we talking about? Stanis Garsgast.
0: Sorry, yeah, they are. Stanis Garsgard,
1: yeah, great actor. Yeah.
0: Yeah, we see him come in, he goes, Oh, Bloomin' yeah, I don't know the name, but Barry, you bloomin' silly boy. He's always getting himself lost and makes up this little facade that he's um a bit mental. And that's how he manages to get Thor out. On the way out on the way out, Thor actually takes jane foster's book of all of her research notes and that's a lovely little thing to do from thor and that's when they go back and the team's back together again basically although it's a bit of a strange team though it's not really a we also
2: see um during the shield moments and stuff. we also see a couple of the members of hydra that um captain america has to fight um
0: we do indeed
2: yeah, yeah we're on. and obviously look, looking back and knowing that Hydra is infiltrated at this point
0: yeah infiltrated it's infiltrated for like the last it's amazing. 60
2: years so you kind of always have yeah, those, that kind of inkling of like
0: ooh yeah and those same characters are in Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. as well so it has even more impact it's, when you watch the that the bald guy
2: with the glasses do you know which one I mean?
0: yeah I do I can't remember his name but he's in the elevator and yeah. uh, Steve wh- whispers Hail Hydra to him in uh, in Endgame okay, yeah. And uh, yeah, it's absolutely, he's he's great. And uh, again, he's a staple character that has this, because there's so much time traveling and we can now watch these films back, his meaning in this part is so poignant because we know that he's secretly working with this supposed... Um, uh organization that is meant to have been lost many years ago. And uh, they know that they're getting undercover intel behind the scenes. It's brilliant. Mm. and makes it all more exciting, in my opinion.
2: Absolutely, yeah, I completely agree.
0: Yeah, and it's um, at this point, of course, that he goes back to Jane Foster and uh, gives her a little notebook. And they have a lovely little moment, wonderful little moment, where actually this is one of my favorite parts of the film, where Thor explains to Jane Foster that everything that she has... Studied is real. Yeah. It's based on real things, and he says you call it science, and you also call it magic, and we consider it to be both where we're from. And I love that. And he explains where Jotunheim and Anaheim and Asgard are in relation to what she's been seeing in their their yeah. map yeah. of the stars. Yeah, he has
2: this little map which is really cool.
0: Yeah, it's wonderful, and I love how. Sweet and honest Thor is becoming at this point, and he's really starting to fall for Jane, which is a lovely moment as well. Um, I love this bit, but uh, w- what do we think about the relationship between Jane and Thor? Because it's a, it's it's a it's an odd one. There's not much to it at this point. Any anyway, guys, don't all come <laughs> in at once. Um,
2: well, I suppose.
0: Right, I'll get started. Maybe so. The, 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 I think the relationship is they both know that they like each other, but they they are so far apart in their in what they know and and their their lives mm. that it seems like it could never ever happen. It's like this is an alien and a human. They can't ever oh, coexist yeah. in that way. Yeah. So they both know that. I think you're,
2: you're right. Absolutely.
0: Okay. Um, yeah. <laughs> So, moving on swiftly from that fantastic uh, Q and A that we just had there with the boys, of course they're very eager to answer my questions. Of course, uh, I,
2: I think uh, I think their relationship really um, well. It it's it starts in this film, doesn't it? Really. So, uh...
0: <laughs> well, yeah, <laughs> it's the first film. So oh, yeah, well really you
2: see them slowly uh falling in, well, I suppose she believes that he that she still has that kind of feeling in the back of her head that this man may be completely mad
0: exactly yeah she
2: she's seen him obviously take on um all of these agents and stuff like that, so knows that he has this strength but but there's one thing being a strong man, and there's another thing saying that you're a a demigod.
0: Yeah, it's yeah, true. But, I mean, it's slightly more believable if you are Chris Hemsworth, though, I must say. <sighs> I mean, if Does he help. came up to me, yeah, if he just says, oh, yeah, I'm a demigod, you go, you probably are, to be honest. I mean, Yeah, I was trying, to, I I was was make trying sense. to talk
2: seriously about the character's relationship and plot.
0: Hey, now you know how it feels, don't you, Sam? <laughs> yeah.
2: I'll show you, yeah, you Brian. Do, you? I'll okay. show you. <laughs>
0: Right, I don't know where that was going. It's quite a so, floor show, though, boys. There, so I got to tell you. I'm yeah, thanks, thanks, mate. So lovely to watch. <laughs> we go back to Asgard, and Loki's talking to Odin, and he is tempted to take the Tesseract. Oh, this
2: is a beautiful scene, actually. This is incredibly acted.
0: Yeah, and Odin says no, and then you're like, okay, that was extremely loud. Yeah. And then Loki realizes. Because of when they were on Jotunheim, a frost giant actually grabs onto Loki and his skin turns this shade of blue and then disappears with no scar. Now, when a frost giant touches you, it's meant to burn you with how cold they are and it'll leave a a mark there forever. Basically, it's like a scar. And when Loki is touched by one and there's nothing there, he goes, ah, I'm... Not as guardian, am I? There's something else to me, mm. and so he's here to. As soon as he touches the, the the uh, cradle, is that what we called it? I can't remember what we called it now. Yeah, it was a cradle. I the cradle. Think it's the cradle, casket. Thank you. The casket. Uh, as soon as he touches winters. that, yeah. As soon as he touches that, his true form is revealed, and we see him as a Jot- uh I think they're called what are they called jotun people from Jotunheim. Uh, uh, first, uh, um, first chance. No, I think they're I think they're called like Jotun or something like that. I can't remember, but it's something Absolutely. like that. Absolutely. Anyway, so he he realizes that he is of that nature and confronts Odin mm. with it. Says, "Look, what am I? Tell me the truth." And ah, oh, he's screaming and he's crying and the emotion in Loki in sorry, boys, just one of my um, my, my thaw fell down. Then <laughs> um, I think he didn't like what we were talking Did actually? about. Yeah, it's weird. That's really, really weird. weird. Something yeah, spooky's going tricky. on here, boys. Can we just An actual yeah, we'll Thor talk about figure this.
2: fell down.
0: Thor figure. Yeah, we're gonna talk about this later on, okay? Because wow. 'Cause I'm not sure how I feel about this. Ooh, but uh I don't like anyway. That way. Moving on, okay. I don't yeah, yeah let's go. Yeah. Um so this is actually uh Tom Hiddleston's performance here is incredible. Hmm. And this it's, really put him on
1: the map, didn't it? Yeah.
0: Oh, yeah. It's heart-wrenching when you see him. And when you look back at it now, I think it's because he looks so young and so innocent as well. It's weird
2: because he originally Harry. went for the character Thor
0: in the audition. Yeah. Amazing. Wow. Yeah. I didn't actually know that. And, did you not know prior? Wow. How did you not know that? I I didn't know that at all. And I think um, I don't think he would have made a uh, the right Thor. Well, it this, would have been very different, this, wouldn't it? Yeah yeah very very, very different. different
1: but no branner wanted him to do Loki and yeah. fair play
0: and I mean he just fits it so perfectly that's, that's he's perfect casting yeah yeah I love him as an actor and this scene just shows that a thousand times over and uh he basically says to Odin what happened um and Odin says that he picked him up from Jotunheim when they had the first war back down there because he was an innocent child he can't leave a child there mm. and Loki but says, also said that he was he a... was a
2: very small child
0: yes That's quite an yeah, interesting he said, very small for a frost giant mm. um, spawn or whatever he says and um this yeah that is really important as well because it shows why he doesn't have the physical stature of a frost giant yeah he you know looks like a normal man mm. um and this is when Odin he says um You must have had another reason, Loki says to Odin. You can't have just picked me up because I was an innocent boy. And Odin says, we wanted to eventually make a treaty between Jotunheim and Asgard and thought that you could bring that. And so, of course, Loki's like, oh, you just used me my whole Mm. life to be this bargain, this wage for for a a treaty. And then that's when Odin falls to the ground slowly and goes into what we know as uh, Odin's sleep, which is yeah a thing that actually happens more than once in in the life of of odin and for a lot of asgardians as well where they go into a deep form of a sleep and they can still hear see smell but they uh it's like a coma basically it's similar to that sort of vibe mm. um vibe wasn't the right word there but you know what i mean <laughs> the vibe but uh, got it yeah <laughs> he's Absolutely. Into this sort of like... Yeah, he's put in this sort of like status chamber. Almost, it's like a uh, a little thing that holds him while he's in this to to protect him, make sure that he's still gonna be alive when he comes out of it. Um, and Loki is torn, of course, because he's like, my God, I've I almost caused this. That's how he feels. He, you know, he he had an argument with him. That's the last thing they mm-hmm. did. And um, Odin's wife kind of says, um, "This is." the deepest sleep he's been in. We haven't seen him like this before. And that's when Loki knows that he can take advantage of this situation. Little, uh, little snaky, uh, Thor, uh, Loki, sorry. And, uh, he actually projects himself down to earth and speaks to Thor while Thor's in chains. This is me going back a little bit. Sorry, I missed this bit Um, and he says, look, it's Odin. He's, um, He's actually passed away and uh, it was because of your banishment and the, the war with, with Jotunheim, everything like that has just caused him to to fall into a, um, and to die basically is what he says. And so of course Thor is just ripped to pieces by this and he says a really sweet line as well where he apologises um, because Loki says I'm sorry and he's like no I'm sorry and it's like oh he's he's just so human already and it's oh it's just yeah heartbreaking Uh Loki knows that he's he's on to something at this point goes up to Asgard and he is the self-proclaimed king of Asgard now because no one else can fall to the throne you know there's no one else there Um that's mm-hmm. when Thor's friends his little band of groupies that he's got that fight with him they actually go to who they think will be Odin but of course they find out that it's Loki and say look can you um unbanished Thor. What's the right word there? Um to I think that's right. To recall his Yeah, like to recall his banishment, if you will. And Loki says no, it's um it's what kind of example would that set? The Asgardians, you know? They need a strong leader and that's what he's gonna do. So Thor is just left there and the Ragtag group of comrades decide to go down to Earth and fetch him. They say we're gonna take this matter into our own hands. Thor says, look, you shouldn't be here. You know, I've been banished here because of my father's death. And they say, well, Odin's not dead. He's, he's alive. He's just in a deep sleep. And like, Thor's like, right, Loki's lied to me and he's going to cause some destruction. That's when he sends down, kind of what it is called now, but I call it the Watcher. I've always called it the Watcher and I don't know why, but it's that. It's the Destroyer, Hulk isn't it? Destroyer, thank you. It's a Hulk and great metal uh, sort of figure which opens up its face to have this pure energy beam that just destroys anything mm. that it looks at and um, Thor goes. Thor knows that he has to protect everyone his first point of call is to say evacuate the town get everyone out of here mm. and um, his his friends say they'll hold off the destroyer and um, Thor says he will as well but he's got no powers he would get decimated by this thing and uh that is what happens. Ultimately him and his team get completely destroyed and he's on death door basically. He gets that massive uh,
1: wallop off of the destroyer, doesn't he? Which is just oh, brutal. It's oh, and the And it's because The destroyer
0: it. turns around at first oh. as if he's going to leave him mm. and then turns around and goes whoom, backhand oh. to the face.
2: Because well, he does a little speech, doesn't he? Thor does a little speech because he knows Loki's listening and he apolog- oh, yeah. apologizes yeah. again to Loki saying, don't yeah. kill them, just kill me, because it's only me you want. And then mm. you think Loki you. kind of realises what he's doing and stops, and then, no, it just turns around and whacks him and, like, scars him up.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I mean, that's, for, for a human to get hit like that oh. is death. Yeah. It's just death. And Thor knows that. And so he says, Jane, you got to get out of here, basically. You know, leave me. Uh, Jane says, no way, definitely not course not but um she ultimately knows that she has to because there's a there's a bit of a threat coming in here do we remember what the threat is that, that is coming towards them oh, at yeah hurtling speeds you
2: see uh you see his hand just holding out again and there's a couple of twitches mm-hmm. and then we're suddenly over to the agents of shield and you see the hammer just start they they do they read a massive gay di- uh, g- <laughs>
0: massive one (laughs) right you can't say that do they
2: read a massive like gamma radiation they read something that's fluctuating like very high and then suddenly bang the hammer just leaves and it looks like a missile from far away that's why they try and get Jane Foster out because they think it's something like that exactly and Thor is
0: back we learn that he is once again worthy because he did the selfless act of putting others before himself, and that's kind of this whole lesson that Odin wanted him to learn. Oh, and we see that wonderful shot of Odin's teardrop as he's just about to oh, die. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that is that's when Odin, in his sleep, has realised that Thor is worthy, and he knows that he has done the the complete right thing. My goodness, what he's done for Thor, even though it seems so awful, is that he has completely turned his life around and made him into a worthy leader, which is fantastic. Mm. Um, and that's when we see Thor, Mjolnir comes down, armour, goes... Ting, 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 gets plated back onto him, mm. his cape back onto him. And then Jane, the scientists, everyone, they're like, yes, this guy wasn't mental. Yeah. He actually is the god of thunder, which is like, ah, oh, finally first time we've seen uh thor been recognized for his abilities and that's again the point of this film is that he had to try and do everything without his abilities and no one really believed him because why would they mm. and um thor now is he's he's angry and he says look get out of here i'm gonna take this geezer out and of course he it, does he creates a
2: little tornado doesn't he
0: <laughs> he does I look which is awesome, yeah. and traps him in there, lifts him off the ground with this tornado, and uh, he does defeat him with the with the help of Mjolnir. Although, later on, we do realise that he actually probably didn't need Mjolnir, but uh, at this point, certainly yeah. he did yeah. for him to... Yeah. It's, in, it's interesting and you then, said that, actually. Yeah. yeah, but to him, it was everything at that point. He couldn't do yeah. anything unless he had his hammer. You're not
2: the god of hammers.
0: Yeah. I love Isn't he is not the god of hammers? No. No, you, what are you Thor, the god of hammers? It's such a cool yeah. line when he when he riffs that off. Amazing. Um, but obviously
2: the but the, yeah, the, the so Frost Giants are still coming, aren't they? It isn't completely over.
0: They are. No, not at all, yeah. Frost Giants, um because Loki has opened the uh the Bifrost because he freezes poor Heimdall, mm-hmm. who is such a sweetheart, and he just freezes him in his tracks. But Heimdall gets so close to him with his sword. He is so powerful. And uh Loki's frozen him and he opens up this portal from Jotunheim to Asgard so all the frost giants can come and take over Asgard. That is the point. Um no sorry, no, I it wrong. It's just a little
2: team, it's just a little team of them so they can snatch the the casket.
0: Yeah, but more importantly is that um Loki's plan though
2: was never to actually give them the casket. He wanted to
0: no, save destroy Odin. Jotunheim. Yeah. He wanted to destroy Jotunheim, doesn't yeah. he, with the, with the bifrost. He, he wanted to use so, it as an
2: excuse. He wanted them to get very uh, close to Odin. And then yes. he then kills them in front of yeah. Odin and his mother.
0: So- then he would be the hero of the thing. Yeah. Um, at this time, of course, Thor comes back to Asgard at this point because um, Heimdall breaks out of the ice, which is awesome. Yeah. And uh, does that he ha- opens the bifrost.
2: I, I tell you what I do love is that when he's in the ice, you just hear this... Mm-hmm.
0: I always loved that. I always thought he was gonna come out and just like have a bit of poo in his pants. He's just forced too hard, you know, forced way too hard.
2: <laughs> Absolutely.
0: <laughs> right. This is difficult. Anyway, so uh, Heimdall has opened it up, and Thor and his and his group are back on Asgard. And he says to Jane that he promises he'll come back. And it's like, oh, that's lovely. And Thor has to get to the throne room. Of course, he has to be there asap. Um, because Thor's mother is being threatened at this point by the Frost Giants. Loki comes in, saves them with uh, Odin's staff, and he's like, hey, yeah, don't mess with me. He he kills the
2: king, doesn't he? The king of the Frost Giants. He
0: does, which is his father, of course, and he knew that at this point. Uh, And that's a lovely little um, message as well, because Loki really wanted to detach himself from this heritage that he knew he had at this point, but he just didn't want to be part of it. Mm. And um, Thor comes in and says the whole thing to his mother, says, look, Loki told me Odin was dead. This is mental. And she's like, Loki, can't be doing that, son. Honestly, can't be doing that. And he is not a happy bunny, of course. They have a little little fight, a little scrap. And um, eventually get to the bifrost and the long bridge that leads to the bifrost because thor knows that he has to stop loki from using the bifrost to destroy jotunheim because if you just constantly have the bifrost powering down on a planet it will destroy it and again that's loki's plan um and thor after their little fight and they have a wonderful little talk when loki says i didn't want to be king you know and i just wanted to be your he- equal Oh, and it's so you really feel for Loki at this point because you're like, yeah, who doesn't want to be equal to someone? You know, who wants to be the lesser brother? Mm. It's it's like that's no one. He's not being evil. He's just been corrupted from years of almost torment of being the lesser brother. Absolutely. And it's it's so sad. It really is heartbreaking. But Thor knows that he actually has to destroy the bridge that's in Asgard, to stop the Bifrost from destroying the planet. And uh, he just puts his hammer on Loki to trap him there, which, again, is just IQ level 100 right there. Just great play, great play. And um, he knows he's got to do it, calls his hammer over, starts smashing it into it, and he says, I'm sorry, Jane, before he hits the last one, breaks the bridge and it shatters completely. And Loki and Thor are blasted off, and they're holding on for dear life. Luckily, Odin comes down and catches Thor, and Thor's holding Loki. And it's another lovely scene where Loki says, Father, I could have destroyed it for you, for you, I could have done it for you. And then he just says, no, like that, as if to say, "Look." it wasn't for me you're doing it for you you're doing it because you wanted mm. this power and you wanted to rule asgard loki realizes that he he doesn't have a home with asgard anymore you know it's he doesn't want to be there and he just lets go and falls through the bifrost into jotunheim and that is another amazing scene of course a touching one and um we are brought with a a touching speech with Odin and Thor at this point when all of this catastrophe is over and um, he they they talk about him being king and he says Thor says I hope one day I can make you proud and then he says you already have and just walks off and I think that again that's another tearjerker moment and he uh, has a a heart to heart with Heimdall as well Thor does and um, another lovely moment is he says uh can you see her talking about Jane? And He says, "Yes. She's working out how to find you or, or something along the lines of that." And that's again lovely. She's doing everything in her power to work out how to find Thor. Mm. So he knows that she's still thinking of him as he is her. And that's how the film ends. A lovely little uh, moment there.
2: Yeah. It's it's
0: a, I mean it's... I, I think I've taken you boys on a roller coaster with this one.
1: Oh, absolutely! Chris, you is, really have. Mate.
0: Chris's input has been fantastic, very impressive. Yeah, yeah.
1: Um, Look, I have got to tell you, mate, I've been Ben Pryor in this, and it has been terrific.
0: <laughs> You're an awful human being. I feel like I shouldn't have talked as much as I did through this podcast, but again, you can't stop me when I get going. I think you? it's it's it's, like, it's, it's yeah. a
2: lovely film though, and like like I said, um, we were on, when we were off mic. Um, this is a very very simple simple film. But mm. you do, because it's so simple, you get to know these characters a lot more. You know, you're not blasted yeah. straight away with special effects and non stop fights. You're, yeah, it's true. There's, there's a lot of, um, you know, dual logs in, in this film where you really in depth get to know, especially Loki and Thor, their relationship.
1: And but how there's this thing, Thor, yeah. Thor like, Thor it's, it, it's got these themes which are, uh, are very classical, right? Uh, like, they're very. I mean, it's, it, it's no coincidence that someone like Kenneth Branagh directed it because mm, it's very really. Shakespearean. Like, I mean, the way that you were describing it prior, I had all sorts of things going through my head. One of them was um, something that Tom Hiddleston talks about, Loki. He talks about him being uh, like, um, like, uh, like a nastier version of Edmund from King Lear, yeah. you know, the bastard son who is so envious of the, the legitimate uh, Edgar it's it's that sort of thing and it's just that ramped up but to godlike levels you know yeah there's there's You're all totally sorts right. of things like that that appear across all these and uh, and thor's sacrifice is what turns him back into thor it's like um it, that one made me think of um you know when neo dies at the end of the matrix the first one and he gets yeah. kissed by trinity and then mm. it's that sacrifice and that's what makes trinity believe that he's the one And so it's that moment that he then becomes it's the same sort of thing, you know, there's this pivotal moment where it happens to these characters. And all of a sudden, they can become who they were supposed to be, even though Thor in a weird sort of way has already been there.
0: Yeah, well, I think you're totally right. And those connections are so uh, fitting for it. But I think also this is such a difficult film for the directors and the writers to create anyway, because Mm. not only is it the first film of Thor, but they have to introduce people who don't read the comics to this whole other world called Asgard. How do you do that in in a starting film? And the way they've done it is... Amazing, because yeah. they've decided to not treat it as a focal point, which would just in my opinion be overwhelming and you wouldn't be able to connect to it, but they brought him to earth. It's just brilliant, yeah, brilliant story. And as
1: you say, like in the prologue um or rather in the in the the history of Asgard, making it part of our reality uh, but a mythological part and then making that solid. I think that's that's a lovely that's a tasteful way of doing it, really. It's quite a graceful way of doing it. Because instantly you're like, uh, because people have heard of things like, I don't know, Valhalla and Ragnarok and stuff like that, bits out of Norse mythology. So you're sort of reminded by it, rather than it being introduced to something brand new, you know?
0: Mm. Yeah. Works really and again, well. again, they do... They do actually talk, uh, when they're in Asgard, they talk about Valhalla and they they use that as a point of reference, which is lovely because, again, it's another connection that people can make. And the way that they've set this film out is exactly how I think you need to sort out, um, set out a a character's first film. I think it's... Ideal for that. Again, this is following Iron Man, which we have seen. He's on Earth. He is a human. Yeah. He is someone that you could walk down the street and pass. And so when we're greeted with this demigod, we they have to be careful and tread carefully with it. And they really did. And And I I, I think that's
2: why they concentrate more on uh, the script and the dialogue in this film because if it's a demigod, you expect to see. Or the spectacle and the power and the strength like nonstop, but they very much went against yeah. them, and went, No, you know he's a demigod. You know he's more powerful yeah. than the characters that we've met already. So we don't need to show yeah. you that much of that. It's it it's obvious. So let's show you who the characters actually are.
0: Exactly. Mm. Yeah. And again yeah. this sets up. And the most the, interesting uh, way is taking the next... away his powers. Mm. Oh yeah, yeah. And this sets up the the next couple of films perfectly, regardless of what we think of of the the next film. But uh, it does does set them up because we now have such a connection with these characters. And uh, we've already seen Loki uh, in battle and using his holographic decoys and Hmm. his sleight of hand that is again used so much later on. And um, we see Heimdall, of course, who is another recurring character and a pivotal character, in my opinion, yeah. to the success of the latter, what what will come. Yeah. One, um, one thing I, I, I think... would
2: say is that Loki isn't as... Weirdly, Loki's growth through these films kind of goes opposite for a while. He gets more and more into the god of mischief. And then yeah, later he on, start... kind of turns back. Well, he goes back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. To the point in, Re- yeah, in Ragnarok it, where it, even Thor says you, you're getting predict- predictable. like
0: Yeah, at this point, he's he's almost a, a god of being a jester at this point. Yeah. He's he's uh, he's mocked as well. We notice when they're about to go to Jotunheim and he says, uh, one of the companions says, "Oh, your silver tongue turned to lead. And it's like that kind of thing where they're mocking him like a jester. And it's almost as if he wants to show people that he's not the god of he is the god of mischief well, loki uses so words
2: lovely. a lot more than the others do you know the, yeah the definitely. others speak in this very kind of like thor does um i like this you know it the language that they all use is very different to loki's language is a lot more eloquent in how he speaks Mm.
0: Yeah, that's actually a really good thing that you've, you've pointed out because he is less barbaric than yeah. the rest of them. He is focused on on reading and being an intellectual over using uh, his muscles to get out of a fight. Exactly. He's decided to use his brain. Yeah, That's, that, that's, that's what makes that him so
2: dangerous in all of these films because yeah, he doesn't totally. just concentrate on his strength. He's a very, very totally. clever man.
0: He is, and that's, again, used to his benefit throughout this whole story arc that we're about to that we already have enveloped on, but uh, he is, yeah, again, such a, an important character, but an interesting character. He's not just brawn. He's not just powerful yeah. or a demigod. He is smart, intelligent, uses words like a human. Yeah, so, yeah. that's
2: why it, it gets very interesting. Like, I can't wait to talk about Loki in the first Avengers film, and how clever yeah. he is there.
0: Yeah, and, he really is. Play- we see how far his connections go. Yeah, like
2: playing the Avengers against... I'm not going to speak about it too much, but playing the Avengers mm. against each other when he doesn't really even know them, but he just knows how to yeah. manipulate these people.
0: He's brilliant. Mm. He's brilliant. But that has basically wrapped up this episode of Eight Days a Geek, hasn't it, boys? I suppose I mean,
2: has it has, it? absolutely. In a funny sort of way.
0: <laughs> I mean, I am... Uh, yeah okay i talked the most let's be honest i did but i have to make up for game of (laughs) thrones season three i mean pretty much every other podcast to
2: be honest you're making up for (laughs)
0: hey listen mate listen we don't need to go into those okay we don't need to go into those but this is a change of pace for the listeners i feel like they they've kind of heard a different side of our podcast where it is me taking the forefront so if you really hate it then we'll know by the statistics. If you think it's all right, then they might be good. But regardless, I don't think it's as good if I'm just talking all the time. So, boys, (laughs) chime in more. Regardless. Chime in. You are
1: right, right,
0: mate. (laughs) Uh, Anyway, so, hey, Daisy Geek boys. It's been fantastic. We've been talking about Thor, the first film. Oh, what a journey. And uh, my name has been Benjamin Pryor, as always. It never changes, and I've always been joined by...
2: AJ Jenks.
0: And of course, the man himself, the silent little secret little sucker in the background. What's his name? <laughs>
1: Mate, I'm the silent witness, Chris Weeks.
0: He is the silent witness, Chris Weeks. Thank you so much, also, everyone, also, for also joining ch- us. Also,
1: check, check
2: out our YouTube stuff as well.
0: Oh, yeah, lots of yeah, lovely yeah.
2: YouTube stuff coming. Check out all, all the YouTube. Lo- it's a big Marvel week, so uh, yeah. get marvelling.
0: <laughs> yeah. but again, oh. We can't leave it on that, Chris. Go on, do something. Play us out.
1: Uh, uh, oh, hang on. Let me play my bottle.
0: Can you play it like a flute? Yeah.
1: I did one on an in-breath. I ain't got nothing but loving.
0: Eight days a gig.